the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. God is our provider and our healer. He is with us. He provides all of our needs, and by His stripes we have been set free. Bottom line, He is more than enough for us. We cannot put a price on what God has done, is doing, and will do for us for as long as we live. Yet we give so little to Him in return for His limitless and wondrous works toward us, particularly as it relates to tithing and offerings. And even in that, He never stops giving. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander enlightens us today. A mature Christian will not restrict God to 10% any more than he want his own salary limited to the same amount for the next 20 years. In the New Testament, grace giving goes beyond 10% because of our love and gratitude to Christ. It goes even beyond, not less. First Corinthians 16, 2 says, on the first day of the week, which is today, the, uh, let each one, each one, each person, every child, if they got a, even an allowance, there's a tithe off of the allowance. Give your children an allowance and tell them to give tithe off of that. Train them up. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper. Uh, the more he prosper you, you can give over and above that there be no collection when I come. Number five, no one is exempt from giving to God. Now, that, some people have exempt themselves, exempted themselves. How, you, how do you do that? How do you exempt yourself? Uh, you got to tell me that. This is, uh, no one is exempt from giving to God. You say, how I know that. I give you a scripture. Oh, please don't give it to me. Yes, I will. The widow in Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 44. Jot it down if you can't get there and, re and read it fast enough. Mark 12, 41 through 44. No one is exempt from giving to God. The widow in Mark, 14, Mark 12, 41 through 44, far exceeded the tithe, for she gave all she had. The scripture reads, Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Say large amounts. They put in a whole lot of money. Then a poor, poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples. Come here, Matthew. Uh, 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 come here. Come here. John, James, y'all come here and said, I tell you the truth. This poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions. For they gave a tiny part of their surplus. But she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. Now, isn't that something? 
Am I telling you to do like her and give everything you got? No, I'm not saying that, but that, but that, but there is a, but, but that, but it validates the point that no such thing as being too poor to give. Too poor to give. As a matter of fact, God will raise you up out of poverty as you honor him first. We are to give sacrificially to the Lord, whether we are rich, we're to give sacrificially to the Lord, whether we're poor, we're to give sacrificially to the Lord, even if we're in debt. You say, what? Yes, even in debt. The widow's love for God was demonstrated by her selfless, sacrificial giving. Beloved, to rob the very one you will need to depend on to deliver you out of financial crisis is foolish. How you how you gonna rob the one to deliver that's that's going to deliver you out of crisis? Honor God first and trust Him to deliver you out of your debt as you surrender your finances under His divine management. Second Corinthians chapter eight verses one through four it says, "Now I want." To tell you, dear brothers and sisters, what God in his kindness has done for the churches in Macedonia, though they have been going through much trouble and hard times. These churches, much trouble and hard times these these churches were going through. Uh, Their wonderful joy, look at this, their wonderful joy and deep poverty have overflowed in rich generosity. Even though they were extremely poor, they gave in rich generosity. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. And they did it of their own free will. Nobody coerced them, threatened them, none of that kind of stuff. They, look, now look, here's a staggering part. Don't, don't, don't look over this. They begged us, these, these poor churches, begged us again and again for the gracious privilege of sharing in the gift for the Christians in Jerusalem, begging to, for an opportunity to give. Now, won't that make a person faint? Notice the selfless, sacrificial attitude of the poor Macedonian churches. Even though they were in deep poverty and much trouble of their own, They had an overflowing, rich generosity and actually begged Paul again and again in a spirit of joy to allow them to share financially with the saints in Jerusalem, even though they were in deep poverty themselves. Beloved, it is a wonderful thing when one can be generous even in the midst of poverty. Number six, hosting fellowship meals in your home, doing acts of benevolence and giving to special needs is no substitute for tithing to the Lord's church where you have membership. These things you do after you have first given of your tithes to the church. Some people say, well, you know, I put shoes on this person's feet and I help the person who was on the street saying, I need, I need money, these little signs and things. And so you say, well, I've already given to those people. No, no, no. You, you, that, that you do that after you first met your obligation to the Lord's church. Number seven, Dr. Ed Young of Second Baptist Church in Houston said, God does not give us more money just to raise our standard of living. He gives us more to raise our standard of giving. Now, won't you hold your hand on that one? Dr. Ed Young of Second Baptist Church in Houston said, God does not give us more just to raise our standard of living. He gives us more 
to raise our standard of what? Giving. 2 Corinthians 9, 7-8 says, So let each one give as he as he purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God will generously provide all you need, all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Acts 20, 35b also says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. That's in the Bible. It is more blessed to what? Give than to receive. Say it with me. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Number eight, if your, if your commitment is not in Christ, if your contentment, if your contentment is not in Christ, you'll attempt to fill that void by spending money on things that will leave you empty and unfulfilled. If your contentment is not in Christ, you'll spend God's funds on things that will be unfulfilling. When you seek the Lord and allow him to direct your path, the Lord will do more with less because you seek him first. Beloved, nothing in this world satisfies like Jesus. Matthew 6, says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to whom? To you. Seek first the kingdom. Philippians 4, 11 through 13 also says, not that I was ever in need for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. You be content. You be content and thank God for where you are. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to stay in a one-bedroom shack and why it's got to be content because of it. It's nothing wrong with advancing yourself. It is nothing wrong with dreaming, you know. But but don't be don't but just don't be grafty to the point that you're anxious. Uh, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty. With plenty or if I just have very little, for I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Even as Christians and with every intent to live our life according to God's word, many of us struggle with obeying God's commands regarding the finances he blesses us with. As Pastor Rander continues this message, as led by the Holy Spirit, he provides food for our souls as to why some of us struggle with tithing, as well as the ultimate consequences. God wants us to prosper, not suffer. However, in order to prosper, we must obey God's word, even in this. Number nine, in these last evil days, with the threat of terrorism, an unstable economy, and uncertain times, Debt reduction is so critical. Terrorist threat, unstable economy, uncertain times. We don't know what's going to happen. We can't see tomorrow, and we don't have to be afraid about tomorrow because God is in control. Amen? We need not be fearful because God is on the throne. He is sovereign. But it is wise indeed if we get out of debt immediately. Did you hear what I said? Say immediately. Right now, start a plan. Number 10, discipline yourself through the Holy Spirit's power uh, to cut back on needless spenders. Some of you are habitual spenders. Discipline yourself through the, whole, through the power of the Holy Spirit to cut back on needless spending. You will spend 
wisely when you allow the Holy Spirit to direct your spending. If you pray before you spend, look, save more than you spend. Okay, that's just good sense. Somebody said, I already know that, but you're not acting on it. Do you know you can be out of debt, and if you're not watching it, you can be right back in debt? Save more than you spend. Leave your savings alone and let it grow. You can't put $100 in tomorrow and take $99 out the next day. Okay? All right. If you are broke, listen to this, if you are broke before you even get your next paycheck, that's somebody in here, you're broke before you get your next paycheck, you need to make some serious financial adjustments to be able to better manage the money God has entrusted to you. Some of you, I mean, to get paid every two weeks, some of you once a month, you know you once a month uh, check people. You know, oh man, man some, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Anybody in here can pay once a month? Look at, look at all these ads going up. Oh, now if you're not disciplined, after, after, after day seven, <laughs> oh, you sweating, you sweating, oh, you sweating. You got all the happy days, you got 31 days in a month. That's a whole lot of days. You better, you, you better measure it out. You better be spiritually sensible. You better be praying about every dime. Won't y'all say amen? Every dime. Now, on the other hand, it's the flip side of this thing. Y'all looking at me. Y'all listening. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Some of y'all hunching each other. You need to. On the other hand, don't be such a stiff neck tight ward that you fail to enjoy the blessings that God has given you. You've got the money, your old jalopy car is falling apart. I'm going to still pack this up. The transmission falling all down in the water pump next day. I'm going to still put that back in. I'm going to put this. Get you another car. You're putting your family at risk, your children at risk. You're trying to get a, and stop being a jack leg mechanic. Go to a reputable company and pay to get it fixed right. That's right. You end up paying more trying to go cheap. Amen. Some of y'all gonna fix the plumbing and mess up the whole house. I can get it. I got it. You want it with that ring? I got it. And watch out. Some of you are so tight. <laughs> Do we have the money to go to a movie? Oh, I don't know if we can go to that. I don't know if we can go to that restaurant. Oh, see where those passes they too expensive. They went up twenty dollars. And got the got the money and too scared to spend it. Now I'm not saying go crazy, but the other said enjoy life. Enjoy your life. You can leave it if you want to do your children. They're gonna show you how to spend it. <laughs> they gonna show you, and I tell you what, they gonna do with it what you. <laughs> oh, they have a whole another plan, a whole another plan. You put them in that wheel, but then you make sure you spend some of it too. 
Amen. Oh, by the way, will the first thing, the best thing you can do with a will is give God, lay aside something for God in the will. So even though you're dead, you speak. That's right. My wife and I have left good for this church in our will. We want to do that. So even though we gone, church get blessed because we died. Now don't don't hold me dead tomorrow. <laughs> you know. You give the children, some of them drunkards, some of them in and out the house, some of them crazy, and you do all that. Listen, if they ain't sensible, you better use wisdom and discretion. And some of you don't even have a will. And the government is going to make some critical decisions. And you you have no, uh, you, no control over your assets. Because you're not sense enough to get a will. So you, you don't want to face reality, you're going to die. Say, I'm going to die. Some of y'all choking. You're going to die. You need, you got to have a will. I don't care. He said, but I don't have much. Hey, you have enough to put in a will. Number 11. <laughs> the reason so many saints struggle financially is because they do not put their finances under the divine management of the Holy Spirit, nor earnestly pray before spending. You got to put all that God has blessed you with under the divine management of the Holy Spirit. And then I dare you, here's, here's how you, here's how you prosper. Pray before you spend. You start praying before you spend it, a whole lot of things you won't be spending on. You, you get what I said? Pray before you spend. So pray. Oh Lord, I got to pray. Uh, 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 pray. Every, you say, why? Because every spirit Spending decision is a spiritual decision. Let's, let's say that together. Every spending decision is a spiritual decision. Let's say it again. Every spending decision is a spiritual decision. I'm going to tell you why. Because you're spending God's money. Think about that. Every spending decision is a spiritual decision. Because you are spending God's money. Number 12, position yourself to bless our Lord Jesus Christ and refuse to allow issues in your personal life or the church to cause you to withhold that which belongs to God. Be mindful that you are giving to the Lord because we are stewards of his resources that he has entrusted to us. So we'll not allow issues in the church. What I don't like about this person. Well, I don't like this, but why are we doing this? I don't understand what's going on. I ain't giving till I have clarity. <laughs> Listen, it doesn't work that way. Position yourself to bless our Lord Jesus Christ and refuse to allow issues in your personal life or even in the church to cause you to withhold that which belongs to God. Be mindful that you are giving to the Lord because we are stewards of his resources. God will bless those, in closing, God will bless those who, A, humble themselves. First Peter 5, 5 through 6 says, Likewise, you younger people submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. Be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. 
You see, my friend, the height of financial pride is when you fix your mouth to say, this is my money. Ooh, you in bad shape. This is my money. My money. So that husband tell wives, the wife tell husband, this my money. Oh, it's ours. Which was, you know, when you say my money, this results in your acting out what you think and handling God's money your way instead of his way. When you say it's my money, then you're going to act it out and you're going to handle God's money whose way? Your way, my way instead of his way. Yeah, you're right. It could, because you are handling God's money your way. Consider this, refuse to view yourself as a tithe pain or prominent member of the church simply because you are a faithful tither. Give me some attention. I deserve you going to listen to me. I'm a tithe pain strutting around like a peacock because you tithe. Oh, that is so prideful. You talking about spiritual pride? You headed for a divine woodshed. We are all servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, and ultimately we're giving to him. A spirit of entitlement because you tithe has no place in the Lord's church. I have my rights. I that is so ugly. Refuse, here's another one. Refuse to allow gossip. Ne negativity, gossip, what others say or do to cause you to stop giving to the Lord and his church. They don't tie. I, I, I wouldn't do this. Guess what happened over here? I wouldn't do that. You do. Ooh, do you know what happened five years ago? For, or I, I don't know what's going on. Oh, just starting up stuff. The church belongs to the Lord. You are giving to whom? The Lord. And he will build his church. Some people say, well, I'm not giving. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. No man, woman, child, no wicked strategy, no orchestrated schemes can stop what God has established. <laughs> you don't give you what to God, just run right over you and say, take that. Matthew 16, 18 says, and I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Not even death can prevail against the Lord's church. There are people who try to stop God's church when they can't get their way. And God says, I will, you don't know who you're messing with. When I get through with you, you'll never stand up and act a fool again. Go sit yourself down before I whoop you. Sometimes God put people to death in his church because they get in God's way. Church can't move forward. So he puts them to sleep prematurely. That, in other words, he killed them. So the church can move forward. Some churches need a few good deaths so that the church can be the church. It's a, you know what I'm saying? You think some people rejoice when some folk die. Y'all say, what? Look at Cuba. Right now, Fidel Castro, them folks got in Miami, oh, they dancing and waving flags, they hollering out, hey, that dead, I mean, he's hollering and dead, you know, all kinds of stuff. And that's horrible that folk have to rejoice when you die because you living that bad and acting that bad in the church. Uh, then 
Finally, be mindful that the same God who gives knows how to take away through trials, hardships, and calamities of life and even death. Just because you give don't mean you won't have calamities, that you won't have hardship. You say, but I give to God. What? Why did I lose my child? Why did I, how did I get cancer? How did I lose my, lose my job? God is at work even when these things happen, my friend. All that is in our possession. Listen to this statement. Y'all, you need to write this down. All that is in our possession is only for a season. Did you get what I said? All that is in our possession is only for a what? Season. Refuse to allow a spirit of stinginess, a bad attitude, lack of faith, greed, entitlement, or selfishness to bring about a divine subtraction in your life because of your attitude. In the closing verse is this, Job 1, chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshiped. Even after losing his children, his house, his health, he, he fell to the ground in worship. And look what he says in verse 21. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. All that you have in your possession is only for a season. Accept it. Abide by the principles of God's word. And all God's children said. The word of God is clear. We must trust God with our finances because everything we have and claim as ours belongs to him. He commands us to tithe only 10%. And even though he owns it all, he blesses us to keep 90%. Give God's way and watch what happens not only in the universal church, but also in our individual lives. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.